Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. My name is Colin Waitsman. I'm going to be your host of this episode of Track World News. Um, super excited for, for this. Got a lot of things that are going on and one of my most exciting stories of the year so far. Uh, before we get into that, uh, make sure that you like, subscribe, follow the channel or the show. Uh, really helps us know that you're enjoying the content and uh, let's get into it. So before we get into the things that I'm really excited about, let's start off with some bad news. So Unfortunately, the United States' indoor nationals uh, has been canceled. It's, it's no surprise. Uh, this was scheduled for February 20th and 21st in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And yeah, they, they announced that due to the COVID-19 pandemic just didn't make sense safety-wise to be able to have these athletes coming from all over the country, uh, have officials and whatever that might be. And so... It's understandable. I mean, looking at how indoor meets are going so far this year anyway, right now it's a lot of smaller meets. Uh, team, like two, three, maybe four teams. Uh, not a lot of athletes competing at once. So having it to be a national championship where you're having athletes from all over the country and you'd have to have a lot of athletes just doesn't make sense. And it's unfortunate, and I'm, I'm sure all those athletes that were really, you know, primed to do well are, are upset, and I'm sure that this had a lot of implications for money that these athletes were making, because this is yet another meet that they're not able to compete, and yet another meet where these professional athletes who might have, or most of them would probably have things in their contract written where, hey, if you place at nationals, you get X amount of a bonus, or if you win nationals, or you get a bonus, or if you qualify, you get a bonus, whatever it might be, and now that's another hindrance of where they're not going to be making any more money, or less money, which is unfortunate, so uh, we'll see how this prepares them. We already saw the World Indoor Nationals got postponed to 2023. Um, so it looks like this will probably just be postponed till next year or just overall canceled. So, uh, sad, but not expected or not unexpected. Next, uh, another piece of sad news. Uh, the armory has officially ceased all their meets. So the New York armory that's in New York city, um, they just announced the other day that they're going to be canceling the remainder of their meets in order to support their community's initiatives. There isn't any official word on what that means, but a lot of people are suspecting that uh, it has something to do with the hospital and being able to support them uh, because there is a hospital right next door. So people are thinking that it has something to do with having extra space for hospital beds or having extra space for uh, being able to conduct vaccines or storages of things or whatever that might be because it's a pretty big area. So. Um, they will be ceasing their meets. They have had 20 uh, meets already, very small, uh, mostly for high schools, uh, high schoolers and some individual athletes. I think every athlete that competed had to wear a mask while competing. Um, so it stinks, but I mean, it's for a good cause that they're they're trying to support the, the hospital most likely or something else involved with the community. So unfortunate, but it's it's great to see that it's it's not like the space is going to waste. Now, this is my 
favorite story of the year so far. I, I know this is only, we're only 11 days in or, or 12 days into the year, but this is definitely something I'm super excited about. So you'll remember last week, I annou- we announced that there's going to be a new professional outdoor track and field um, circuit that's going to be going on throughout the United States. So uh, there's going to be different meets in Tennessee, California, Oregon, yada, 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 yada. And so those are starting in the springtime. I believe March, we said. No, May, sorry, uh, summertime. So like the, they're, they're starting towards the end of the year. And something that was really exciting, nothing had been announced yet, but American Track League, if you remember, I think it was a year or two ago, they, I actually think three years is when they started, uh, American Track League is this new profe- was this new and exciting professional league that wanted to bring a, a more fan-centric uh, idea to the sport. So they shortened their meets, so I think that their meets were supposed to finish within two and a half hours, three hours, something like that. Um, so cut down a lot from the two days uh, that you needed to. And uh, they made sure they were the events that people liked. They allowed fans to get really close. I remember for pole vault, you were able to be literally within like three feet of the actual runway. So athletes were were having interactions with the fans and they made rules to make things go faster. I remember with the vault specifically, uh, if three athletes or four athletes, I think, uh, cleared a height it automatically went to the next bar so it added a little bit more strategy a little bit more excitement and more speed to the event so we can you know get these things going and and people aren't staying sitting there for an entire day because people don't have that time to watch our sport and so obviously with covid there was uh, hesitation on coming back and they had some pretty big names uh and it i think uh sandy morris was in it and andre de uh competed in it some other big names so they um, obviously stopped with what's going on recently, but they are back, and it is super exciting. Just recently, they announced they're going to be having four meets going on indoors this year that are going to be broadcasted on ESPN. So the first meet, January 24th, second meet, January 31st, third, February 7th, and then fourth, February 14th. All of these are going to be broadcasted on ESPN or one of their affiliates, so like ESPN2 uh, or something like that, ESPN3, which is really exciting. Uh, so those are going to be going on during those Sundays. They're all going to be competed at the University of Arkansas's campus, so it was supposed to be going on throughout the United States, but due to the COVID restrictions, they're all going to be there. And they've added some really cool and exciting um layers to the sport to make it more exciting uh this thing that i'm i'm interested to see how it how it faces up is the knockout event so uh what's going to happen is um in the 60 and the 60 meter hurdles for for men and women there is going to be a knockout where it's going to be a four heat final essentially and they're all head-to-head matchups so one versus one and there'd be two heats of one entry so like in the entry it'd be a 1v1 and there'd be two heats of them and you'd go head to head and if you win you move on to the semis and then if you win the semis you move on to the like the finals and 
whatever it, whatever it is. Um, what's exciting and different, one, it's a head-to-head matchup. So you're seeing one athlete versus one athlete, which is something that's really cool. And then the second is that they have a fan vote uh, where you can add somebody that may not have made the finals. Maybe they had a bad semis, they tripped over a hurdle, or just a fan favorite. Uh, you'll be able to have them get voted in to go into the finals to be able to compete. So this is something there that's making the sport even more exciting and i've really i'm really looking forward to it one because it's more track and field that we can be able to to watch and i always love that and two uh they're really streamlining these events with some of the most exciting events which is something that i've been preaching and saying we need and shouting from the rooftops this is something that we need to do take the most exciting events in track and field because everyone knows what they are um, it's the sprints, the jumps, uh, the throws, and that's it. <laughs> like, so let's take those, uh, and some distance, uh, like up to the, the mile or so Th- those would be about the, your exciting events. So why don't we take the most exciting events and be able to have athletes compete in them? And that's what they're doing. And so with these events for men, uh, this is for the January 24th. So for every meet, they change the events a little bit. So you'll see different athletes every time. Uh, but for the first one, for on the male side, you have the 60-meter dash, the 60-meter hurdles, the 400, and the shot put. And then on the women's side, you have the 60 meters, the 60-meter hurdles, the 300, the 400, the 800, pole vault, and high jump. So it is a lot more female-centric, which is great. We're going to be able to see uh, more female events Um and probably more female athletes. Um, and some of the more exciting events are on the female side. The the jumps, uh, pole vault, which is the one that I'm really looking forward to, uh, is not going to be competed on the male side during any of the meets. So uh, the only male events, the only male fem- the only male field events, sorry about that, uh, that will be competed in throughout the, the four meets are going to be shot put and long jump. And that's as of today. Things could always change. But as of right now, those are the only two field events, which is upsetting because I think that there are quite a bit of talented, you know, triple jumpers and and uh, pole vaulters and high jumpers that we would like to see on the male side. But for some reason, uh, they're not they're not having them here. Don't know why, but. For some reason, they're not they're not having them here. So, uh, really looking forward to this. It, it's a new take on track and field that I think is much needed. The sport has a lot of talent and a lot of excitement, but we get too caught up in I think records and and making sure that we're staying to the the status quo of what running should be and how track meets should be ran. That. We're not actually innovating at all. And if you don't innovate, you're not going to grow. And if you don't grow, your sport's going to die. And I don't want that to happen. I don't think anybody that's listening to this wants that to happen. You want to see the sport grow. And so this is a, a great creative take on that. I'm excited to watch. I'll be sitting down watching every single meet, uh, definitely letting you know what's going on and uh, keeping you up to date with that. Next, uh, we have two other stories. Uh, one really quick, really stupid. Uh, I've, I've talked about similar instances before, but we saw recently with Devante Smith, who, if you don't know, is the Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama. He's a wide receiver, and he obviously is, is, is really good at, at football, and they came out, or Miles Split came out with his times that he ran in high school. And he ran, I believe, a 1069, 
in the 100, a high 22 in the 200, 49 in the 400, I believe, and a 49 in triple jump. And these are pretty good times. <laughs> they're not. I'm not gonna lie. They're pretty. They're pretty good times. And you saw so many people in the comments of this talking about, oh man, this is these times are so slow. These this guy, he's not good at. He's not good at running. Blah blah blah. And it's like, well, these this this 1069 that he ran that you're claiming is is so bad. It was good enough for him to win the Heisman. So <laughs> like, I'm not too sure what you're talking about. Like, it just brings me back to the topic over and over again that I hate to talk about is why do we keep as a sport complaining about athletes that train in track and field for other sports? It's like, let's let them play. Let's let them compete. Like I love having more people be a part of our community, but we're so high on our horse or certain people are not everyone, uh, but certain people are so high on our horse that we can't, you know, let these guys be able to compete. And we want to, to say, oh, no, you're not track fat. You're, you're football fast. And they're two different things. And it's we've heard it from the highest people in our sport. And it's just so frustrating. Like, if you're fast, you're fast. If you're not, you're not. Like, let's not qualify it. And Devonta Smith is fast. Period. Is he, the, is he world record fast? No. Is he fast to make a world championship? No, because he's a football player. He, he's look at him on the field. Don't look look at him on the field and tell me he's not fast. No, he is. He because just because he doesn't run a a ten flat or, or a nine eighty uh, in a straight line for hundred meters doesn't mean that he's not fast. Like there are other ways that you can be fast, and it's not like oh well, it just proves that it's football speed or or track speed. Like no, I mean he can do things on the football field that track athletes could never do that are still very fast. Like, I bet you that if uh, he could do a curl route uh, or a, uh, a post, like he could do all these things faster than uh, football player or track athletes can. Uh, does that mean that he's faster than Noah Lyles? No, it just means that he's quicker or he has better reaction time or whatever it might be. It's, it's not saying that it's not taking anything away from these track athletes and not taking anything away from football. But for some reason, people feel that we need to bury and just berate and make fun of these football players and we saw it with uh dk metcalf a few we few weeks ago uh geez about a month ago at this point um where the second that an athlete shows some type of speed and the media wants to cover them it's like oh see it just proves the media doesn't know anything about track and it's like well i'm sorry that our sport's boring right now but when football players are fast they want to talk about them they don't want to just talk about people that run all day it's like Get a get a break, man. Just stop talking about it. It's so frustrating. Uh, had to go on a rant a little bit. Uh, next and final thing. This was the first real big uh, weekend for track and field for colleges. Um, I'm I don't want to I can't I don't want to cover a ton of stuff because we've already done a whole bunch of things. So I'm just going to talk about two real highlights that stood out to me uh, that were exciting performances and ones that I want to keep an eye out and want to let you know about. So. First was uh, what Trayvon Conwell from Clemson. He ran a 32.97 in the 300 meters. Uh, that was the school record and was also great, the best for 10th all time. Now, obviously, the 300 isn't a common race uh, that that is run usually more more common indoors, I guess you could say. 
but really fast, and it's it's great seeing things from Clemson. It's just giving more and more reason on why Clemson track should be here. I mean, just seeing every week, like, I hope that somebody puts together like these great times uh every single week i'm hoping they do that um because then it's just gonna go it's gonna prove to the president of uh clemson like what are you doing why are you canceling this like it's it your team's obviously good and is bringing in is bringing in talent and is bringing in students and you're canceling it. it's just so dumb so i'm hoping that they continue continue their success and then the next uh the next performance that uh, I'd like to go over. Uh, it wasn't actually technically a college uh, sanctioned event. Uh, I'll tell, I'll go over that in a second, but uh, Sandre Guterman, um, he's from Princeton. Uh, he is a junior, I think this year, junior at Princeton. Uh, he transferred, he was at UCLA before, I believe, and now he's here at Princeton. Uh, he ran, he jumped uh, 566 in the pole vault, which is 18 feet 7 inches, which uh, would be good for number one in the NCAA. Uh, it was an Ivy League record. Uh, no one in the Ivy League has ever jumped higher than he has, and also a, a stadium record uh, out in, what was it? Was it Sweden? No, it wasn't Sweden. I think it was the Netherlands. I'm sorry if I'm, I'm getting that wrong, but it, it was a stadium record out where he was. Uh, unfortunately, it does not count towards NCAA because the Ivy League has canceled all winter sports, so it wasn't a Princeton uh, mark. It was just an individual mark, so uh, it doesn't count towards anything, but he is an athlete, he is a student athlete, and so it was really cool uh, to see such a, such a great jump that would be leading in the NCAA right now. But unfortunately, uh, doesn't doesn't mean much. Uh, hopefully, uh, he'll be able to get some more jumps. I know he won't be able to compete for his school for at least indoors. We'll see what happens with the Ivy League outdoors. But great jump. And so looking forward to seeing with even more schools coming back for next week. I think uh, Florida is having their first meet next week. Um, I think Kansas as well. And a few, o- few other uh, major schools will be having their first meets coming up. So that is very exciting. Well, uh, we've had a lot to talk about and I'm glad that you guys uh, stayed to listen. Um, This has been another episode of Track World News. If you liked it, please make sure that you go and uh, like the episode, subscribe, follow, share with a friend. Uh, really helps us know that you're enjoying the enjoying the content. And if you want more, make sure you follow us on social media or Instagram mainly um, at Track World News. We post updates on the channel, some news clips, and uh, other stuff that's going on in the track world. So have a good one and peace.